right, time now for the legal show on News Radio 570 WKBN. What a rare gang we have here tonight. Everybody is in attendance today. Every single person is here. It's been a while since I've been here, I admit it. Dave is back from, he, he was off for a week, uh, out boating, basically, right? Yes, I boated from Sandusky Bay to the five-mile bridge where Lake Michigan and Lake Huron meet. Which took a couple days. It was really cool to do that. I, I've always, it was on my bucket list to do. Mm-hmm. Went to a place called Mackinac Island. It is... An incredible. Have you ever heard of Mackinac Island? Oh, sure, sure. Have you been there? No. It's incredible. No cars, no golf carts. So if you're there, you either have to ride a bike. Oh my God, I hate riding or, a bike. Or you it. have to get. They have, they have taxis, but they're horse and buggies. So and it's, then they got people going around just cleaning up the horse doo doo. So it's like civilization doesn't exist on Mackinac Island. Well, it does. Island. It does. Are there phones, TV, electricity. Yeah, there's all that stuff, but there's just no cars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to go there? When you arrived, did you say, hello, folks, I'm Attorney Beatrice here to save you? No, no. Oh. So, no, I just I wanted to go see what it was like because everyone's told me how beautiful it was. And How did you enjoy riding a bicycle? I did have to ride a bicycle, mm-hmm. okay? And, and With it your was, bad knees. <laughs> yeah. And, and, man, you want to talk about getting ripped off for riding a bicycle. It was, it was, it was, it was $50 a day to rent. Wow. A bike? Yeah. So I I I meant that I have a bike, and I was gonna, but my wife's bike was flat, so I just didn't take my bike. I should have taken taken my bike, but I didn't. So Mm -hmm. so uh, is your bike motorized? No, it's not motor. You're not allowed to have any motorized vehicles on this thing. (laughs) Okay. So we went horseback riding one day. How was that? Now I'm trying to picture you, Mark. Help me out here. Can you picture him on a large horse? (laughs) On a large horse. Here's what happened. It was an hour and a half ride. Okay, the guide was in the rear. Okay, usually you have a guide in the front. Yeah, right. right. That, yeah, that's okay. the name guide. So I was there was one horse in front of me, and then my horse. My horse name was Prince. Okay, okay. And there was a horse in front of me, and its name was Beauty. Okay, and I, it, I got on the horse, and about ten minutes on the horse, I go, I got to go to the bathroom, right? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I have to go to the bathroom. And so I said to the guy, I have to go to the bathroom so she can't hear me. So I told the person behind me, can you tell pass the guy, pass it back, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so they pass it back, and then the message, then there's like seven horses behind me. <laughs> then the message comes up, we can't stop, you're going to have to hold it. I go, I said, send a message back, I'm over 50, it's hard to hold it. So they send a message back. Especially bouncing up and down on right. a horse. Right, I mean, you're, 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 you're right. bouncing up and down on a horse. <laughs> So, oh, it was a that was the roughest ride. I, was, oh I did not God. enjoy it at all. You're like up and down, up and down, and up oh, and down. God. So I've ridden horses before. So I took my horse off the trail, and I was going to dismount and go to the bathroom without was, them knowing. Well, the guy that goes, "What are you doing?" and I go, "I got to go to the bathroom. Get back in line." I'm like, "The hell am I listening to her for?" But I was like scared of her. Right? <laughs> she had this big old whip, you know. And so I got back in line, and, you know, it was just, you know. How long before you could relieve yourself? It was an hour and a half ride. So you never before did. Before you could let yes. go. Yes, yes. Uh, I, 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 I sent her a note back. I said, listen, if you don't let me go to the bathroom, I might have to go in my pants. Right. And she said, then she sent a note back up to me, go in your pants. That was my choice. 
so they wouldn't stop. No, they would not stop. It was it was hell. It was uh, yeah. And I, then the woman behind me, who I really didn't know, she was having a panic attack because her he- horse kept oh putting the head God. down. So, <laughs> my God! So what happened? What they do for her? They wouldn't stop. They Probably made, for liability purposes. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was. It was. It, that was not an enjoyable day. So this was an hour and a half horse ride. Yes. And the first thing you did when you arrived at your destination, <laughs> I got off that damn horse <laughs> and went running. And right? I said, "Where in the hell is the bathroom? <laughs> Where's the closest tree or bush?" Is yeah, and I just ran to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's on Mackinac Island. Right. So you're riding horses, you're riding bicycles. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie with Christopher Reeves and Jane Seymour, where it says a moment in time where he goes back in time to fall in love with her? Sounds like a chick flick. No, it's not a chick flick. Yeah. But anyways, I've seen it, and it's there. There's this big hotel called the Grant Hotel. Mm-hmm. So to have dinner there, you have to have a tie and a shirt on and a jacket. On, so, is on Mackinac Island? On or? Mackinac Island. Any, any night you go there wow. in their restaurant, you have to have a shirt, tie, and a jacket on. And so my wife says, well, bring a tie and a jacket. And I go, I am not... Bringing a tie, which you have to wear uh, all every well, day. Did they let you in if you don't have a jacket? No, I mean there's other places to eat. Oh, okay. It's not the only restaurant. Oh, they have I got you. Hundreds of restaurants oh, on the yeah. island. Yeah, that was. Shocking. I go. I'm not bringing a tie and a jacket. So what happened? I didn't. I said, you guys want to get in a dress and go? Go. I'm not. I'm not putting a tie. I put a tie on every day. Right, and you didn't want to. I didn't want to. Exactly. Is there a population that lives there year round? Yeah, like 350. And it, you know, you're way up north. Now you think of the Upper Peninsula. Think about. Where Lake Michigan and Lake Huron meet. That's, yeah. That's roughly where you're at. Wow. So they get a ton of snow there, and the lake freezes over, and they but snowmobile so, around. But, you know, the first thing that I noticed, Mark, was riding that horse turned him into a man because he said to his wife, I'm not wearing a t- tie-in. The, the, I day, don't know. the day we knew before he rode the horse, yeah. said, where's my tie-in jacket? Right. He was on that horse. He got he got on as Dave Beatrice. He got off as Clint Eastwood. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you said no. And that, and that, I said no, you know. And that My was, horse was nice. I was rubbing her, rubbing him. Mm-hmm. His name was Prince. All right. So do you enjoy horseback riding? I did. I used to have a horse years and years ago. Your own? Yeah. Her was, name was Ruby Slippers. It was an Appalachia horse, an app. Really? Was yeah, this Appalachia horse her, very poor or something? No. It's a, it's called those those real app, high, tall horses, right? It's called an app, Appalachia, yeah. And I kept it out at Harmony Hills Stables in Columbia County. And Beaver, how old were you at the time? I was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Why did so you want a horse? Years. I loved it because because I had been through. By the time I became a lawyer, from the time I was six years old until I was twenty-six, for twenty years of my life, I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I had just gotten through the toughest years of my schooling, and I'd taken that bar exam, and I wanted something to just be out in the wilderness and not have to, you know, and so... uh, You bought a horse. I bought a horse, and Beaver Creek has bridle trails. Beautiful. People don't know this, but... I've never heard this about you before. Yeah, in Columbiana County, they have what's called Beaver Creek, and it has bridle trails, and you cross streams and... And so I did that for a couple of years just sort of to get my mind. You'd go up and ride your horse. Cowboy I'd, Dave. I would go up and ride my horse, yeah. I On Christmas morning, after we opened gifts, I got in my car, I drove to the horse, 
And until dawn, I rode my horse on Christmas Day just in the snow. It was beautiful. The The horses love it because you can run them a little harder uh, in the snow because when they, they sweat in the summer, people don't realize horses sweat, but they do. So mm-hmm. you, you got to watch when it's... When it's um, so, how many years did you do this? I had that horse two or three years, and then my mm. started getting busy, and I started. So, what did you do? Slaughter it then? No, I started uh, volunteering, and you know, I had sort of gotten why over. Would, the, why would you give up that something that gives you that kind of therapy? So, what did you do? It sell was, the horse? Because yeah, I sold the horse, sold all my tack gear to what Elmer's? I don't know. Um, it was it was about forty five minutes to get to ride the horse, and then. By the time you saddle it up and, right. you know, and then I started getting busy and I didn't have time for it. And then my practice started taking off and then I got married and I had kids and you just didn't have time for it. And, you know, based on what, uh, uh, everything you said, I've come to a conclusion you should have kept the horse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I loved horseback riding. To this day, I, I would go back to horseback riding, but... Mm-hmm. I got into another kind of ha- uh, hobby, so... Uh, boating, you like boating. Oh, I love, I love... People do not realize, they don't call them the Great Lakes for nothing. When you when you come out of the Lake St. Clair River and you go into Lake Huron, man, that's a big body of water, wow. Lake Huron. That's the second largest Great Lake mm-hmm. next to Lake Superior. And, you know, it's 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 big and it's spitty. you got to know what you're doing. And likewise, unlike Erie, the weather can change literally in a blink of an eye. Yes. We, when, we, when we were coming back... We came out of the Detroit River. We got into Lake Erie, and I started heading uh, east on Lake Erie. And right when I got to uh, uh, Middle Sister, which is one of the islands, the wind shifted, and it, we were in we were in four to six foot waves. And how uh, how troubling was that? Because it's those are big waves. You just can't go. You just got to back up the speed on the boat. You you. You you learn the type of wave it is and how and how to and how fast you should go. Like some waves you could skip over and it's not that bad of a ride, but some waves you know you're like up and down and up and down. And when you hit the big waves, how far were you from land? Can you even see land? uh, For about a half hour on the Lake Erie trip, I couldn't see any land. Okay, I mean, and that really puts things in perspective. Yeah. You can't see, in, you can't see any land because you're when, out there. Yeah, when I was on Lake e- uh, Lake Huron, uh, the way I mapped it out is because the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So I went into the you know into the middle of Lake Huron, and for probably three hours onto my one leg, I could see no land. Wow! So you're just on compass and your chart plotters and. Do you see? Do you see any other boats um, or well, ships? You ever seen the big? Oh ships? yeah, the barges. You see a lot of the barges. Isn't that an amazing sight? It's oh, the barges are huge. I mean, they're and you hope they humongous. see you. They're like three football fields long. Oh. And you hope they see you. Oh yeah, you well, you see them on the radar, and they see you, and you you pass them up. I mean, they don't go very fast. The mm-hmm. barges. Do you have a pirate flag up at all? No, I have an American flag on the back of my boat. But don't you have another flag that should be I up have there? a flag that says, don't give up the ship, which is, if you know anything about uh, the Battle of 1812 and why... I got a great flag that uh, came off of my one brother's boat. So, if you know, want says, to know why... It has the initials on it. S-U-S. 
YT. Which stands for... <laughs> God, I'll tell you during the break. So Commodore Perry, Commodore Perry in the battle in the War of 1812 and the Do you want to hear this Did about you figure the, it out? No, not yet. <laughs> the Battle of Lake Erie. There was a battle of Lake Erie between the British and the American forces and uh Kelly's Island, Putin Bay, and most of Lake Erie belongs to the United States because of the Battle of 1812 that we were fighting over Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. And so Putin Bay is in Ohio because of Commodore Perry. Oh. He wouldn't give up the ship, and he defeated an overwhelming British force. So, But, but you're here to say people should visit this I'm, stuff. I'm here to tell people. You're, you're in, missing an asset. You're, you're In two hours, you could be at Lake Erie. You could, you could go over and learn some history. And the Great Lakes are a very huge asset to the United States. A lot of commercial traffic on it. A lot of goods you get, believe it or not, come by barges because they. It's like, it's like fifty semis. I mean, it's, right. these things are huge and they're deep and they're, you know, they're like cargo ships. Wow. You know, and they take stuff. You know, what so is there about water that's so relaxing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, people like to go to the ocean. I mean, it's yep. just... The, They're drawn it's soothing. To it. yeah, it's, it's soothing. soothing. The, the soothing. sound of the waves breaking. Yeah, it's, it's very soothing. It's very soothing, you know. I would and love so, to retire near water. Oh, I don't ever want to retire. I'm going to die at my desk. I'll tell you what, after seven days, I was like, man, I'm, you know, like, get me... I want to yeah. go back to work. Why is that? You know, Ron, working hard and having aggravation and stress, it, you get so used to it. That it becomes part of you. And you missed it. You are normal. It, it, it is what you are. You body, your psychic, everything is accustomed to it. And for me to just retire, I don't think I could readjust. I've been doing it 32 years now. I, I was like on my last day of vacation, I'm like, I'm ready to get back to work now. Like uh, I got back to the my slip on Tuesday, and on Wednesday I typed in – you know, tapped into my computer at work, and I was working, calling clients and calling my assistant and doing what I had to do. Really? So, Ready to go, yeah. So you're not a guy that could just walk away from No, and I, and, and I take my phone with me, and, you know, when, when people were able to reach me and clients calling me, I called them and dealt with their problems the whole way up and the whole way down. And does that annoy your wife? I don't care. <laughs> you're a man. You got off that horse, and you're a man. I'm convinced of it. Aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's they, nothing fuel efficient about a boat. Let me tell you that. No, and that's uh, no. Very, I'm very blowing. Easy. You ready for this? Fifty gallons every hour. I'm on that boat. Wow. Fifty gallons. Fifty gallons. That's how hot I was running. So when I was running Is that with my, diesel, diesel. When I was running with my friend, what's a gallon of diesel three, gas cost at the marina? What, what is it? Three bucks at two, least. Three. I got it. The lowest I got it on this trip was three twenty-five a gallon. Wow! And you're burning fifty gallons an hour? Yeah. You have a generator going, so you you're, you're literally fifty gallons an hour. How big's a gas tank? My 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 gas tank's four hundred fifty gallons. <laughs> so I can go eight hours between stops. Mm-hmm. Which is about thirteen hundred you know, bucks to fill up the tank. Oh it's about thirteen hundred dollars to fill up the tank. Sheesh. And then uh, oh I my. go, I could get probably two hundred and thirty miles out of that. 
Wow. Well, oh, I got to do that math. What is that? A gallon? I'm I don't know. Not. It's horrible. It's it's 0.6 miles <laughs> a gallon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you better love How it. How long does wow. it take when you put the nozzle in before it's full? Well, I have, they, they, they well, they're multiple nozzles, right? I have, yeah, I have two tank. I have one tank, but I have two ways I can fill it up. So I get two things and I put them in. Would and, it take forever, though? No, it takes about, honestly, about 20. 25 minutes to fill up the tank, because they, they pump out really fast. I certainly hope you uh, you, you charge it at the pump. Oh, yeah, you charge it at the pump. <laughs> yeah. But you figure if you take a plane ride, if I, it took me and my family, and the four of us flew. Yeah, it's expensive. Okay, yeah. and then you stayed sure. at a hotel, and you paid right. for a, a ferry ride over. You're right at you're you're right at what I. If paid you for enjoy fuel. it and you love it, yeah. then it, you can't put a price on it. It's worth it. Do you think? Does your wife have confidence in your being the skipper? Yes, I mean she does. Yeah, they. No one will like. I had to be at the helm the whole time. I was like, can someone take the helm for a little bit? I got it on autopilot. All you got to do is watch out for you know anything a in the rock, water. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, you know, something in the water. Watch what out! If for... you see a big rock in the water, I mean, what? What if it comes on you quick? What happens? Well, like what Titanic. you do is you yell, yep, "Titanic!" You go port. I'm moving port fast, so everyone braces themselves. Uh, so you take it off God. autopilot, and you th- throw the rudder port, or you throw the rudder starboard, and you get away from the. Do you see a lot of stuff in the water? Or was it smooth sailing? Um, this time, knock on wood, it was smooth sailing. There was a couple things I saw in the water I was able to avoid. Like floating bodies and stuff? Yeah, floating bodies. You know, you open up the sun. I have a sunroof. You open up the sunroof, and sun's coming in, and, you know, you're just oh. sitting at that how about, the, how about this? Dave Beatrice, the horse... Uh, horse whisperer. What do they call it? <laughs> uh, uh, what do they call it? It starts with an uh, equestrian. Equestrian. Equestrian, yeah. And now Dave Beatrice, the skipper. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't golf. I don't do any of that. Jonah Hale. Do we have any calls today? Yes, but I'm I'm more fascinated by this story. Why are you fascinated? The Great Lakes. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why. The you, Great you Lakes are a great asset. People who live in northeastern Ohio, if you don't go up and take advantage of Lake Erie and all that it has to offer, and Lake Erie shores, they got a bunch of programs. Even Geneva on the lake, you can look Geneva right there. Geneva on the lake, Astrobula, but the Western Basin. Of Lake Erie is really where stuff's at, like Putin Bay, Kelly's Island, Cedar Point, uh, Catawba Island, Port Clinton, Marblehead Island. All that's on the Western Basin, and it's two hours away, and it's it's a great weekend trip for a family. Mm-hmm. You know, Cedar Point, where your daughter works, by the way, they <laughs> seriously though they charge you up forty five dollars to get in, which isn't bad. Okay, except if you don't ride on any rides, right? But if you want a fast pass, it's a hundred bucks, and that gets you right to the front of the line for you, the ride. You just you don't wait for any ride. I mean, you just boom, you go right can on I, every I, ride. I, I can't stand those rides. Can, well, I can't. Can, I can't. Do you ride go them on now. them? No. I can't. I can't. I haven't go even on been any of that. The, I haven't even been to Cedar Point this year because I can't ride the rides anymore. Because I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you can't move. Yeah, you my, get my, your my neck's back. jarred. Yeah. Your back. <laughs> I Isn't it I tough getting old? I hate them. I right. can't go now, on when any I was of that a stuff. kid. Yeah, I would go on all the rides, but but I can't do it. I cannot do that. Not now. It's I can't. My old. kids go and and enjoy it. But it's not. Yeah, but it's not for you. No, if my wife and I go, we just walk around and look at people. We might go on, you know, one of those little 
Ferris wheels. Ferris wheel, like a Ferris wheel or the trolley car. You drive those cars on you the track, those, right? The old fashioned cars. Right, the old fashioned cars or the carousel, you know, or the Me too. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. Or we'll catch a couple shows, you know, but I basically just don't bother going over there anymore. Uh, yeah, it's a waste. So so this was all good. Yeah. Was Laura Verbon her best behavior, I hope. Your daughter is very sweet and she she also thinks You've gone over the top with the dear leader stuff. I'm just saying it. Okay, so she thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if she possibly could get that conclusion from her mother. <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe that's a, maybe that's a part of it. Here's Rich. Rich, you're on the air with the attorneys. Hello. Do you have Rich up there for me, Dave? Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Um, so my legal question uh, stems from what Mr. Beatrice is talking about, the Great Lakes being a great asset. Over the last two years, I've spent between three and $5,000 removing ash trees off my property because of the emerald ash borer. And when I called the Mahoning County Extension, the gentleman told me that I'm one of thousands or hundreds of thousands, you know, where property owners pay the brunt of the cost of an invasive species coming in because of international trade, whether it's you know, ships coming up the Great Lakes or that. And so my question is... Well, wait a minute. The, 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 inf- the insect infestation, <laughs> infestation, <laughs> infestation right. did not come from Lake Erie. No, but it's, it, it came from international Caller, right? caller, hang on. We'll come right back after the headlines. I'll pick it up with you right after this. Stay tuned. All right, it's a legal show with attorney David Beatrice and Mark DeVecchio and Carl Moses. So the A-team is all here tonight. Rich is asking about some ash tree bug that he's, uh, that he's had to pay, what, three to 5000 to cut trees down. Right. So I guess my question, gentlemen, is how come uh, groups haven't gotten together and and leveraged attorneys to try to uh, bring the damages to surface? Is it because it would be against the government and you can't do that? or is Well, the problem is is, who who would you sue? So you, you have an environmental protection agency that's job it is, is to protect the environment, but they can't protect you from everything. So... If someone, that's why, like, if you come across the border, you can't bring plants with you and firewood in many cases. Yeah, you can't bring. yeah. So, you, so you got to watch stuff like that. Like in Lake Erie, they had problems. So when the ships would come in, you, you believe it or not, you could take the Erie Canal into Lake Okeechobee and then into Lake Ontario, and then take the um, uh, the I forget the name of the other canal. And then into Lake Erie, and then you can go all the way up to, you go over to Wisconsin, go to Michigan, go to Illinois, uh, right. uh, go to Ontario, go to, so so they were they brought in a goby fish with them, that was an invasive fish, and it's cut down the population of smallmouth bass in in Lake Erie, and then they introduced uh, fish into the Great Lakes. So I was talking to a someone from the Department of Natural Resources in um, in Michigan, and they introduced wild salmon into Lake Huron, and they've taken hold. So people now are fishing for wild salmon in Lake Huron. Wow. 
Isn't that cool? Hmm. Right. So, so, in, so, so in that case, you would think, say, let's just say the uh, American Sports Fishermen Association would say, hey, because of the GOBI, here's the financial impact to our industry, and we're looking to get a pound of flesh out of Somebody, well, you right, were talking about the fishing industry has a big problem with what some Asian fish. some Asian carp Asian that's carp. in the they found some in the Chicago River and you said that right. would devastate their industry right? it would devastate the Great Lakes if that if that fish ever took hold in the Great Lakes well plus isn't the Ohio Department of Natural Resources that you referenced they work with the Ohio Department of Agriculture the U.S. Department of Agriculture the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to try to do all they can to combat this right right they try to sue them. Wouldn't that be like suing a government agency? Yeah, Don't they I have mean, immunities? You, yeah, they'd have immunity. You, what you got to do is you, you, conservation and protecting our natural resources and and our land and our water and our air is very important. You know, uh, those pesky things called regulations that, you know, everyone complains about. Well, that keeps things like this Asian beetle that has, you know, that, that somehow got into the United States it's not it was it's not an indi- indigenous species to the United States. It was brought here and it right. it bores into certain it's trees. Like an Asian beetle or something. Yeah, and it kills certain trees and they don't have any natural predators. Like the pythons in Florida. Dave, That's a big problem, believe Ever- it or not. Yeah, in the Everglades, it's a huge it's problem. It's a huge problem. Right. I think I think Dave, have you ever contacted the Ohio Department of Natural Resources with your and discussed your problem? It sounded, it sounded it's rich. Like it's rich. Yes. Yeah, I, I I did. And you know, and of course they all agree that, you know, it is uh it's trade and of course how do you pin uh responsibility on one industry sector when we we all go to Walmart and buy something that comes off of a pallet mm-hmm. made from Asia, right? Right. right. And so so what they said, it, you know, my interpretation of what they said is without, uh, you know, groups saying, hey, this is uh, representatives of significant financial damage, political entities or industry at large doesn't ever, they're not ever held accountable. And everybody downstream, whether it be ODNR or the fisheries or myself in this instance, we all end up putting a lot of money at the problem or just trying to, you know, we don't fix the problem. We're just trying to live through it. And, and and so those who benefit from trade really aren't paying their fair due. And I think that's kind of their perspective, those who benefit most from international trade. This isn't a cost element. And I guess that's what I would offer to well, you guys. Well, in a way, it is a cost element because if we lose a natural resource, that's not good for any of us. No, okay. but it isn't a cost element to their business model. It's like, uh, you know, for example, coal mines. Uh, I, we all seen uh, uh, Ohio reclamation and federal reclamation dollars fix in mines uh, and strip mines for companies who are out of business. So now a taxpayer pays, you know, for something after the course or an individual. So I guess... My thought of why to bring lawyers in is because I think you guys would probably do a better job of communicating the damage potential to those who benefit from the Well, I, w- I want you to stay tuned because, believe it or not, uh, our, our firm's getting ready to file a very big lawsuit. I can't say what, what it's about, but it's, it's along the lines of what you're talking about. And we're going around collecting clients right now, but, you know... Mm. It has to do with even, believe it or not, him going to Ottawa County. So it, it, it's, 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 just stay tuned. You know, in a couple months, you're going to see some action.
All right, thank you for yeah. your call. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. And let's go next to Sam. Sam, you're on with Moses, DeVecchio, and the Kingmaker, David Beatrice. Yeah, so I just had a question. I was on 7-Eleven, and the photo enforcement signs are still up. My understanding is they were coming down. August 3rd. August well, 3rd. Wait a I'm glad he called. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. And, and, and hang on. Wait, 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 I wait. I don't, believe, I don't believe that's proper English. Photo. I do not believe it's the correct term. Okay, just hang on. All right. So if you watch tomorrow morning, wait a minute, listen up. Tomorrow morning at seven at six forty on WFMJ today. Six forty a.m. Yes. All right, I'll be I'm watching. I'm talking about it all. What 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 the law says about the cameras? What the state has said about signs about the cameras, and what the cities are doing, and so. There's a legal battle of brewing for it all. But this guy's making a point because the, 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 the head of real estate for ODOT, right. that guy says those signs have to be taken off the freeway August 3rd. So right. they got to take them down tomorrow. Some cities aren't doing it. But, they, but, but ODOT says this is our highway. No, they're going to take them down. Because I'm telling you, can't you put that, that sign there. Sit- those cities are saying we can post the signs other places. And, and, I'm telling you that there is going to be, you're right. But there is going to be a legal showdown between the state and the cities because the statute that allows the photo cameras says you must post a sign. Right. And the state has now taken the position you cannot post a sign on our property. Yeah, because at some point they said this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's a a money grabbing the 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 problem is. Exactly. A highway patrol. But part of it is a political problem. The political problem is is that these cities and these counties and these townships are being starved of money because of the local government fund reduction because of tax cuts. Okay? So they're looking to replenish. So, so Ohio cut taxes. What they did was the governments used to get what's called local government share, which would be the state <laughs> – would give like local governments some money, right? So the the local governments have to look at other ways to pick your to pocket, generate that money. To have- ge- well, it's not a tax cut if if they have to pass local levies, if they have to do all this. It's not a tax cut anymore. Every 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 time you go into the ballot box now. There's a levy on the ballot. And Governor Kasich said two weeks ago, he said, I'm sick and tired of the whining over the local government fund. Basically, local government needs to cut, 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 uh, make some cuts and cut costs. Well, how, how, how is the local government, what, what do you want, for instance? That's what he said. I'm just I telling understand you what, he what he said. But, but, That's what he but said. you He's have to maintain whining. your roads. You have to maintain your bridges. You have to provide for police and fire protection. And do, and, and do you think fleecing people on the freeway with these photo cameras, which are all about making money, all is I a know good is thing? in the in, you in, fought in them. Our, you were the first guy to fight them. I know. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, I to know. Me. And incidentally, your former partner has the class action lawsuit. Right. So I want to hear what you your. your uh, so well, I look. The problem and is, I hope he wins. He's going to. the The problem is, is that the. Government, the local governments are strapped for uh, money. They cannot cut their way out of it. They're, they're a lot of, I know people don't want to believe this. But the answer is always take more of my money. Where am I supposed to get more? Okay, Ron, but the point is, 
Like, let's let, and I don't mean, why I don't do want I this give to, it all to them? Honey? Well, well, well wait a minute. I don't want to make this political, but this char- these charter schools, do you know how much money that charter school, that ECOT, you know how much money it sucked out of the Mahoning Valley? No. $24 million. $24 million gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Because no one was, no one was watching them like they should have, you know? So, so. You know, we got to spend tax dollars wisely, but you got to maintain roads. You got to provide police protection. But I okay, let me back up on you. I still say you can't do those speed cameras on the interstate without the signs on the interstate. That's correct. You can't. And if they take the signs down there, ODOT's basically thinking, well, that'll stop. That's this practice. No, because they could put them on state. They could put them on city roads. Yeah, but then then enforce uh, photo enforcement on city roads. They could do that. Right, but they all want to be on a freeway where all the cars and money's at. Well, yeah. Because there's ramifications. Well, that's typically and, where you drive faster anyway. That's right. where it's like no, on but city it, streets. You know, no, but you, the freeway, there's some roads. You go on Meridian Road down here. You know the speed limit on Meridian Road? 35. Yeah, I defy anyone. <laughs> that's true. How many times have you driven on Meridian Road? <laughs> but here's the difference. Let me tell you. If you start ticketing all your local constituents with those things... And you, get, and you come up for election, there's ramifications to it versus a truck driver from Illinois. Seriously. I understand that. Yeah, understand there's that. big political I, I've been nabbed uh, twice in Girard. I just paid the ticket. I appealed. Why my- did you do that? Because I, I, I was on four. I, I, because I was on four twenty two. I wasn't on the freeway. No, I was told time and time again. Seriously, this is what I've heard. Can you you look into this? Don't- because Ron, it my time. That's no, 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 I, no. Listen to me. My listen business to me. is I sell my time. No, I, I'm just okay. I'm gonna, I'm so, gonna ask so you a question. it's a matter of principle, though. As a lawyer, well, forget that. It's <laughs> no, it's not a matter of principle. It's a matter of economics. Do I want to waste two hours of my time saving 150 bucks when I can work those two hours and make and, and the 150 bucks and more and be in federal court where you get your ass whooped? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, by, by the way, they were who was talking about it and it had something to do with. Was it Trump or something? With the, they they keep saying, and I and I think of you about you know this would be a federal thing or a federal, and the guy said, oh God, where was this? Maybe it had to do with uh, who's the guy that they're sitting on in jail, the Manafort. Manafort. And they said you you don't understand. And this was a commentary, and I swear this guy was listening to you on this show. He said when you have the full force coming down on you of the federal government and all of its resources. You to get somebody to flip in no time. Oh, and, yeah. And they might even compose the story because you realize they have a 95% conviction rate. Listen and to me. Remember when you said that? Oh, yeah. They turned Sammy the Bull Gravano. They flipped Sammy the Bull Gravano. They can flip anyone. Now, who was he, a rapper? <laughs> he was a bullfighter. No, he was John Gotti's right-hand man. That's how he they brought the- down... John Gotti. And no one ever thought Sammy the Bull Gravano would flip. Okay? And they said, here's five life terms. Okay? And that's they say that's what they're doing to this Manafort. Yeah. And he's a, you know, they say, and, and remember when I asked you once, people will plead, I said, why would anyone plead guilty to something that they didn't do? And you said, because sometimes juries can go either way and, and you'll take the deal. Right? Yeah, I mean, look. And you said the federal government is even more frightening at that because the conviction rate. Well, look, you are up against the premier law enforcement agencies in the world. And lawyers. And lawyers. And, and United States attorneys who are 
well paid. A United States attorney is a very well paid attorney. And and a bottomless pit of resources. And too. and huge resources. And you have FBI agents who most of them are, you know, accountants, lawyers, have you know, advanced degrees, uh, they get a ton of training. Uh, you know, and they're in their as a taxpayer. Uh, I love the FBI and what they do, and they keep us safe. But it's frightening as a lawyer. As a lawyer, I, I don't, I don't like them because they're and, and, tough. And I'm I mean, being, they're tough guys. I'm not being a smartass, but you've said that long before they said that on CNN. Right. They got a 95 percent conviction higher than that, down on that. Yeah, because because a federal court is a court of limited jurisdiction, meaning like in in state court. It, they might not have the case all put together, and they and they got and the prosecutors got to put it on. In federal court, if it's not all zipped down and whapped down, they go, ah, we're not going to bring Do it. Do you remember one show? I shouldn't even tell these guys. This goes back. Beatrice once said on a show, "If you're going to break the law, don't break a federal one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another yeah. call. All right, thank you, Sam. Let's go to Rich. You're on the air. Hello there. I would like to disagree with Mr. Beatrice about these local governments and everybody not having enough money because that's a bunch of Democrat baloney. Okay. Especially the ECOT. I will give you the ECOT argument only in the fact that ECOT does such a terrible job of educating kids. But if well, they shut afraid, down. What? They shut that, down. Well, they did. They were terrible. I'm not going to even argue the charter schools because the charter schools in Ohio are just a horrible, terrible job. Well, well, let me say this about charter schools. Charter schools done right do provide, in some communities, a viable alternative. But in Ohio, it's like the wild, wild west with charter schools. And you'll find a direct link. You'll find a direct link between... Campaign donations and charter schools. And what, charter schools. What do you disagree with, Dave? On Rich, where I disagree, where I disagree with you is especially like if you look at local schools. All of the local schools have had substantial decreases in enrollment over the last seven to ten years. I go out to South. My, my kids go to South Range. When I started out there in two thousand four, two thousand five, we had one hundred and five to one hundred and fifteen kids in a grade level. Poland used to have about 240 kids in a grade level. Poland's down to around 125 kids. South Range is down to around between 60 and 70 kids on average in a grade level. Yet I still have four, four teachers in K through 8. We haven't reduced our staffing at all. And what we do instead is we use open enrollment to steal kids and, and basically poach kids from other surrounding districts so that we steal the money from that district and we pull it into our district. All right, so, so let, me, let me tell you something about millage. So, so you understand it. When a school passes a millage, say they pass a millage in 1980. I know it never generates any more revenue. I understand that. Okay, so, so, and 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 your statistics. I don't know whether they're right or they're wrong. Well, no, they're I, right. They're because Poland has decreased. They, all the schools are losing. Right, but kids. but all the schools because our population is yeah shrinking. we're losing population as There's, well we're going to lose it nobody's had nobody's had kids since the great recession either that that put a huge damper on on the child the the birth rate right yeah. i mean i i did my part the best of my ability <laughs> i'll tell you that much right now and well I, you have a lovely daughter yeah but the, thank the, god the, for her mother the amount of liquor i had to get into her mother was <laughs> <laughs> But the problem is that nobody wants to cut staffing. Right. They all they all they all want to keep the staffing. Nobody wants to do more with less. That's the biggest problem these local governments have. 
And I think Kasich, to his credit, as much as I think Kasich's a village idiot, I don't really like the guy. But to his credit, he said, "Look, you guys need to start downsizing, and if you don't, I'm going to start. I'm going to take. I'm going to take money away from you." Well, he and I'm has the issue. He yeah. has, but the problem is, we have two billion dollars in a rainy day fund. Two point seven. Okay. Do you have a savings account, Mr. Beecher? I do. money in your savings account? I do have money in my savings account. Should you go out and blow all of that money? Just I didn't say blow it all. I didn't say better. blow it all. But but when you have emergencies come up, they've not touched a penny of that rainy day fund. And I'm telling you, there have been some emergencies in Ohio that that's what For you have example. a rainy day fund. Well, well, what, what are you going to do with the money? The the state of Ohio can't leave it to the next state of Ohio. The, the, what emergency? What emergency has come up in Ohio that's gone unfunded? Well, I'll tell you one. When the when we had the bad rains and the sewers went into Lake Newport, that seemed to be like an emergency. Okay, but that's that's not a state issue. I mean, if and if they want to do, they well, can, what they what can else? Well, an opioid crisis is a state issue. When we have people dying from opioids, oh boy, I'd really be pissed if they gave that money to those opioid heads. I didn't say some. give it to them. I said use it to help solve the problem. Oh. We're paying for a, it anyhow, Ron. I'm a pharmacist. You want to stop the problem? I turned in doctors five years ago that are still out there prescribing opioids illegally. They know it, but it takes so long to build a case. Well, now them. you can. Now a doctor can only prescribe a week's worth of opioids. Did you only know that? Only for acute pain. That's what the acute pain is not the issue. It's the chronic pain, and they have yet to address that at all. Nobody wants. If you want to sit down and talk about how to solve the opioid crisis i'll be happy to do that with you someday well i've got an intimate knowledge of it and i can tell you right now none everyone's of been touched by this problem being put forward are going to do a darn thing for the opioid crisis all right um, everyone's been touched by this problem rich good points thank you for your call let me go to Take jim care. uh you got a legal question for the attorneys moses please quiet down over there please yeah <laughs> what's yes, wrong I, Carl? Uh, I want to ask you a question that's somewhat of a legal problem those charter schools a couple of them went to either bankrupt or closed up, and they confiscated the money, the people that operated them. Whatever happened to them people? Did they ever get prosecuted? Nope. Well, they above the law? Nope. Yeah, then so why weren't they? Why don't they put them in jail? Here, you want to hear a crazy them? thing? You want to hear what the crazy yeah. thing the Ohio Supreme Court ruled? <laughs> what? This is going to be crazy. Listen to this, Jim. I, I, I'm about to tell you something. You're not going to believe it. Let's hear it. Okay. They use tax dollars for these charter schools, okay? So these charter schools buy desks and computers and everything else. Do you know they own those computers? Those aren't the state of Ohio's computers. Like Canfield's computers and desks and Poland's and Southridge, that belongs to the taxpayers. The charter schools, the charter school owns those desks, computers, and can go out and sell them. But didn't they borrow the money to buy them? No, that the, 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 the it was given to them. It was it's taxpayer dollars. You see, when a child leaves a public school system, the money follows them. The money follows them, and it and it and it follows them at a greater rate than what it actually the the schools take it on the chin from these charter schools. This system needs to be revamped. Okay, I mean, it has really put a hurting on. Public school system, charter schools have. Public you talk- schools should consolidate. I, I, okay. Yeah. It, this is the same problem with the city. Couldn't they loan a lot of money to people, say, starting up a new business? All right. They, uh, well, that's a whole other topic, old-timer. 
Thanks for your call. What do you just cut that poor guy off? Called him old timer. Yeah, you feel pretty good about yourself, don't you? Picking on some some elderly <laughs> gentlemen. You you feel good now, Ron? I feel a lot better now. Yeah, picked a fight I thought I could win. <laughs> picked it with an elderly guy. What do you think? I'm gonna pick it with a young, strong dude? <laughs> I mean, come on, I'm not stupid. What's your What's your position on consolidation of public schools? <laughs> Hold that thought. Let me. Well, first you're, you're first of all, you're never gonna get right. I, I couldn't. I fought to get the courts consolidated. And you would have thought I was robbing people. Uh, everyone in their little community wants it in their little community. So Boardman wants Boardman and but, just Boardman, okay? But Ralph and, Beecham says in time things are going to consolidate because the loss have of population. To, right. Right. In Austin Town? Yep, it's going to consolidate it, everything. Eventually it will have to consolidate. Can you answer a question for our listeners? You said you think Mark's firm will win. Potentially it will be a class action suit. Why, right. do, you, why do you say that? Well, because they were charging, they were uh, issuing tickets, and it wasn't uh, sixty. It wasn't fifty-five. It was sixty-five, right? So they have to give that money back. And it's gonna and and is it gonna be? He's trying to make it a class action suit because there would be punished uh, punitive damages with that. Uh, you, you you cannot you cannot get punitive damages against a city or against the government. You can't. Why do they want to do a class action suit too? Well, because there might be so many people you can't identify them. Oh, with. I see. Okay. It would encompass everybody who got a ticket. Right. Okay. Every, everyone who got a ticket from uh, that was, was charged over 55 because it was 55. So if you were, if, I mean, it was, it was 65. So if you were going between 55 and 65 and you got a ticket, you should be refunding your money. What if you were going 67? Well, then you were breaking the law. Then you shouldn't get your money back. Then you were breaking the but law. But a class action means you don't have to name everybody. Right. You you just set up a fund, and then people, you you'd notify everyone. The, 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 the courts require you to then to notify everyone to get their money back. But don't they only ticket you if you're going so many miles over the speed limit, like a 67 and a 65? I don't think that would warrant a ticket. No, I don't no. Think what, happened, what happened here, Mark, was that... Gerard was giving people a ticket going over 55 miles an hour. And the speed limit was 65. The speed limit was oh, 65. Yeah, right, right, right. So if someone was going 60, they were getting a ticket from the speed camera. Or 63. Yeah. Or 63. Right. And they weren't violating the law. <clears throat> yes. Even if they were going 65, right, they right, weren't right. violating okay. the law. So they shouldn't have been given a ticket. And if they paid, that money should be given back to them. There probably would be a public notice for people to send in their names. In other words, in the newspaper. Well, you know, in a lot of class actions, you have to be notified. We've all been notified of class action lawsuits. And they would do that uh, through the public record, right? No, they send you a notice. Yeah. Send you a notice. You may be in this class. You may be in this class, you know. I did one time, I got 72 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming back. I used it to start a fire. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Moses. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Ron. 